This petition, uh, you may have seen it. It's been making the rounds. There are several petitions, in fact, but this this one uh, in particular that was started in Hamilton has tens of thousands of people's names attached to it. The petition is demanding a change to the Amber Alert system. And it's not what you, the, for the reason that we usually talk about. They, they actually want it to be expanded after just the tragic story of a young boy that was found uh, drowned over the weekend. Uh, his name is Draven Graham. He was a Lindsay boy, and uh, he was uh, autistic and I believe largely nonverbal, and he went missing from his home. I believe on Sunday afternoon they found him in the river on Monday, unresponsive. So very sad story. I can't even my heart breaks for that family. Um, but now there are calls to expand the Amber Alert system to include people that are nonverbal, that live with autism. If they go missing, the, the uh, people that have signed the petition say that it's very important that missing autistic and vulnerable special needs children are um, that, that we're given the alert, that they are out there and that they need our help and we start looking for them. They are planning to create something called a Draven Alert, named after this young boy who uh, passed away over the weekend. And I'd like to talk about it with somebody very much in the know. Uh, Michael Canuti is communications specialist with Autism Ontario. Michael, how um, long have you and your colleagues been discussing that this is something that the government should really look into when it comes to the safety of uh, people who have autism. Well, thanks, thank, thank you, Kelly, for having me on. Uh, first of all, I'll just, I'll just I'll mention too, our hearts do go out to the Graham family because this is a really, truly, a, it's been a tragic uh, event and an incalculable loss for them. Um, but as for as for the supporting of an alert, Autism Ontario, we're supportive of any action that moves us towards creating a solution to broadly notify the public and locate missing autistic and vulnerable or special needs children. I a mean, missing, yeah, a missing child is a missing child, I think, to most people, to most parents. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a terrifying prospect that your child is gone. But right now, oh. there are limitations to the Amber Alert. You have to mm-hmm. have an, a situation where there's an abduction. Yeah. So what are you mm-hmm. proposing? Well, I mean, right now we're, we're actually, um, well, we would, okay, we're, well, again, we're supportive of any action. We're, we're not really uh, backing anyone, but we're, in, we're not really endorsing any one specific petition, but we'll support and encourage any form, formal advocacy efforts that would, that would uh, move, move the, uh, something like a Draven Alert forward. Right. And these are, you know, Draven was uh, largely nonverbal. Can mm-hmm. you speak to uh, not just the importance of allowing uh, the public, the, the greater public of uh, the, the, the allowing them information that could help find kids safely, but how they could actually um, approach someone who, sure. uh, you know, is is largely nonverbal because it's going to be you're going to need to communicate quite carefully. So of course. Can you maybe direct us on that? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, always ask. I mean, you're, if, you, if you see somebody you suspect it might be in crisis and they're nonverbal, you'll, you'll speak in a calm and normal voice and face the individual. 
uh, repeat, rephrase necessary, um, use the non-threatening verbal and body language, ask only one question t- at a time, mm-hmm. and allow processing time. Wait for a response from the person. Um, Is that one of the things that people miss when they're dealing with people who are autistic? It's going to take time for them to figure out and process in a different way because their brains are processing things differently, the information that you've delivered and to translate it into a way that you're going to understand their answer to it. Well, of course. And every person, it's going to be different in every case because every person on the autism spectrum is different. Um, you know, and I, th- I think what's important, though, when, we, when we're talking about something like a Draven alert and the information that we need to put into it, to um, in 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 aid for uh, people, searchers, right, um, first responders, is that it has to be individualized to the person. You know, for example, how the child communicates mm-hmm. if they're nonverbal, for example, or if they're verbal and they just don't use all the all the words. This thing, this sort of thing, needs to be in there. Is there a concern that then this is going to be too cumbersome? And I mean, I, I don't want to sound insensitive at all because I, no. I think a missing child is a missing child and it's important mm-hmm. to get every, every child home safely. But is there a worry that the Amber Alert doesn't give out enough information? I mean, we've heard it criticized in the past that, um, you know, the information sometimes is spotty or, you know, things are missing from the information. It's been criticized for that. Uh, people ignore it because... You know, it goes off at odd times in the day and, you know, the middle of the night. Is there a concern that maybe uh, the information that's necessary when dealing with an autistic child, um, it's just too cumbersome for something like this uh, alert system? And should we maybe be looking towards developing an app or something? I don't know. I mean, once again, we're, I think right now we're, honestly, Ontario, we're open to any approach which will help, um, you know, a notif- that can create this broad notification process. And so whether it's an app, whether it's a form of an alert, um, you know, we, it's, it's important we find a way of uh, notifying the public on a broad basis and locating uh, missing and vulnerable and special needs children. And it's also important in the same time we think about the, uh, the vul- uh, autistic vulnerable adults and seniors in this, in this group as well. Sure. Because autism just doesn't end at 18, as you know, it goes on. And certainly the same things do happen as well. And I think that one of the most important things, I mean, I have a nephew who is uh, Asperger's and Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, one of the, the, you're right, the communication is different for each child and each adult. Um, I think it's, 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 seems that we might need to be looking towards a broader and more uh, robust sort of education campaign on how to take care of each other within the community uh, and and communicate with each other. I know that that sounds really uh, like a momentous thing to to take on, but do you think it's doable? Uh, Kelly, not at all. I mean, I think education has always been key. Um, For example, I mean, in, in, in a neighborhood setting, I think coming out to the neighborhoods where neighbors of a family of a child on the spectrum who is in danger of, of wandering, mm. you know, they can keep their, they know that, they would know that and, and perhaps keep their eyes and ears open. And like, then if they see the child wandering, they're able to, you know, in, uh, let the parents know and interact in a positive way. 
Yeah, I I wonder how much uh, parents want to protect their kids and uh, that are on the spectrum, and so they're not sharing the information mm-hmm. that's necessary. I guess that really one of the takeaways from our conversation is you've got to communicate what your child needs because they are part of the community and the community needs to know how to, how to deal and help them if they find themselves in a a troublesome uh, situation. You know, it's it's up to the parent, of course, how they want to respond, how they want to deal with this. Um, But certainly, you know, for the community, it does need to learn no more. It needs how to respond to uh, a sick person in, in crisis, you know, um, and and how what to expect and how and how to respond to those sort of things. Mm-hmm. You think about how panicked. I, 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 uh, you know, my sister in law has all the terms for me, and it's a neuro. The neuro average. Divergent. Yeah, yeah, but not a neurodivergent child. Um, uh, you know, neurotypical child is neurotypical when they child. when they get lost. They they panic. I mean, uh, the the people listening right now that are neurotypical know what it can re- remember. You know, you get lost in the in a, a you know a grocery store and you've lost your parents for five you know five ten seconds. Mm-hmm. You panic, right? I mean, imagine that, and then pile on all of the uh, the, the the stimulation, overstimulation, mm-hmm. the things that that are um, that are terrifying for someone that is I- not neurotypical. And uh, you've got a recipe for, uh, you know, you could see a kid walking down a street, but they they might be actually panicked at the same time. They might be, or they might be trying to, and they might be doing sort of repetitive movements as well, which might strike a person as odd. But right. That is like self-stimulation. That's how the child, as you know, is com- trying to comfort themselves. We get a lot and, to learn. There, There is, and it's... Um, I'm grateful for the time that you you're taking out to speak with me. I mean, you know, it's, I do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being here. I think this is a really, you know, I, I'm one of those people that don't that are concerned about the Amber Alert going off so much, and the fact that people get fatigued and at hearing it, and that people will stop paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's a very good argument. Uh, and and 47,000 plus people have also signed this petition that say there's a good argument to take a look at the Amber Alert system and consider adding, um, you know, autism, uh, kids on the autism spectrum onto the alert system if they go missing. And I, I think we also need to deal with a serious campaign, education campaign, so that we do understand exactly. um, I, what people are dealing yeah. with. Exactly. Exactly. I, I totally, totally agree. I mean, you know, and uh, like I'm on the autism spectrum myself. So, I mean, it's, 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 you know, good to see that this level, this education is, is a thing that is happening. It's been ongoing, but of course we need more of, you know, and, uh, you know, so I'm, it's, you know. It's a good I, place to start the conversation. It's a good place to start. And for example, I mean, out of this loss, hopefully we can uh, build something. Yeah, it it shouldn't be uh, in vain. It's a terrible situation that they're dealing with. Michael, I want to thank you for your time. And uh, we'll keep an eye on this story and see where the petition goes. Perfect. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. Michael Canutti is a communication specialist with Autism Ontario, also on the spectrum. And talking about the idea that um, an Amber Alert could provide information 
to law enforcement or community members if a child with autism goes missing. Maybe we should consider adding them.